and it makes a world of difference when you're prayed up. Makes a world of difference how you look at things, how you feel about things. Amen. This old world can look awful gloomy and it can look awful dark if you're not prayed up. But if you're prayed up, you'll see something bright. Amen today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's good to see Brother Richard Doty Curry in this service today. We dearly love them. Amen. They're in the house of friends. Praise God. I want to preach to you today by the help of the Holy Ghost. And the Lord has laid this message upon my heart. I can say that without any hesitation. I may not get it out all right, but I'm going to tell you without a doubt he's given it to me. And I just trust the unction and the anointing of the Holy Ghost to be here today to help me to deliver what I know. And I feel without a doubt the Lord has laid upon my heart today. If you have your Bibles, you can open them to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Ephesians 4, and uh, we'll start at the 27th verse and read down a few verses. Just remain standing and hear the word of the Lord here today. He said, and there's many things that uh, the Apostle Paul wrote here in this chapter that was that is such a blessing and such direction in it. The 27th verse is a powerful little scripture, short scripture. He said, neither give place to the devil. Neither, I think we could say that together today, don't you? Neither give place to the devil. Well, if we would abide by that, don't even give him no place. I mean, don't give him no slack. Don't cut him no slack. Don't give no place for the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the things which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth, that he may have to lay up, no, that he may have that where he can give, amen, to him that is in need. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And the 30th verse is where our scripture text is coming from today. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. And I want to preach to you today about this Holy Spirit. Everybody say, Holy Spirit. He said, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. And I want to preach by the help of the Lord if I should title this, and I would title it this, and that would be Protecting My Dove. Everybody say that with me. Protecting My Dove. Dove. God bless you. You can be seated. Just don't want you to sit down on me. I want you to let the Spirit of the Holy Ghost anoint every hearer today along with as I preach the Word of the Lord. We're living in a day and hour whenever there are people that would certainly brand us as trying to be Pharisees and trying to go back under the law because the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they had a uh, of course, the written law, the Mosaic law, and then they had an unwritten law that they kept and they uh, uh, did abide by. It. it was such things as washing your hands before you eat and, and different things like this that, the, uh, that they had in, uh, in their manner of dress and, and different things that they had that they uh, did and they were to abide by. And there are people today that would like to uh, put that monkey on our back 
that uh, we are living, trying to live under some kind of Phariseeism. But I'm here to put it right back over squarely, perfectly, stretch it back on the devil's back, that there is a lie and the truth is not in it. There are people that will say that I am going to only take it if I find it in the Bible, word for word, where it says, Thy shall not chew, thy shall not smoke, uh, thy shall not drink beer, thou shall not drink whiskey, then I'm going to do all these things. And so therefore they are relieved and they feel like, well, it, it makes it all right. Friend, I'm going to tell you something. I don't care whether you ever find it in this Bible. You shouldn't dip, smoke, chew, lie, steal, and all these other things. Amen. It's still wrong. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I could read you so many scriptures that you would finally tune me out and you'd quit even listening to me today. So therefore, I have chosen one scripture to read to you today, and it's this one, Hebrews, the 12th chapter, and the first verse. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, everybody say every weight, every weight, and let us, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily, what, throw us off track, get us going in the wrong direction. I'm going to tell you something today. You can't feed your mind wrong and live right. You can't think on evil and look at evil and do the things you need to do. It, it just don't work like that. Whatever you eat is what you are. Whatever you feed on is what you become a part of. That's the reason David said, I will set no evil thing before my eyes, no wicked thing. I'm not, he didn't say television, but you could sure put it in there. But David said, I will not set the things that are evil before my eyes. And then one writer said this, uh, my eyes, what has it done? It has affected my heart. What I look at affects me down here, and it affects me of what I am as a person and as an individual. Amen. So the Apostle Paul said, Let us lay aside every weight and every sin that doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Thank you, Jesus. I will not accept it. This world, I'm going to... I'm going to predict today, in fact, I'm going to, I'm going to, I feel prophecy on me, that there are people, skillful men, that are going to rise up in this last and evil day, and they're going to be fulfilling the scripture that I preached from last Sunday. The devil said deceivers would arise, wicked men would arise, deceiving multitudes, and the Bible said in the end time that there would be even more deceive, deceivers, and people would be deceived. And I'm going to tell you something today. I believe with all of my heart there will be people that once believed this truth that will arise and will go back and try to prove by the Scripture that we're a bunch of foolish people that are only following man's tradition and, uh, are, and are completely out of the Word of God. 
I believe with all of my heart, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. I've been feeling it in prayer as I've been praying here in the mornings and seeking God. That the enemy, would, with, with his deceitful powers, would uh, inspire and touch men because, I'm going to tell you, the reason that man wants evil is because of the lust that is in his flesh. And the lust is in every one of our flesh today. We don't need anything to stir up the lust of the flesh. We're full of that. We need to hear the message of truth that cuts back on the lust of the flesh and restrains this whole man. Amen. I'm going to tell you again today, his yoke is easy. I want the yoke of God in my life. I beg God, let me have your yoke. Because if you don't get the yoke of God, you're going to find out that the way of a transgressor is just what God said it was. It's very hard, and it's a very hard yoke to bear. So I want his easy yoke. And I want to tell you, you can go back if you want to and start all over and try to rediscover the wheel in this spiritual experience and spiritual walk with God. But I rejoice today and give God praise and glory that I had men in my life, men of God, and number one, of course, that man was, was my dad, that helped shape my life and direct me in my walk with God to help me understand a little something about the spiritual things of God and what God loved and what God did not love. Now, if you want to start all over and pray your way through and fast your way through, you can do that. Or you can trust somebody and say, I believe that they know what they're talking about. And there'll be a little voice behind you that will speak to you as Isaiah said that it would speak. And it would say, walk in the way because this is the way. Hallelujah to God. You would hear the voice speak. Every time I preach, I depend on that voice. Every time I get in this pulpit, I depend on that voice. You know why? Because I know I'm always going uphill. Because I'm never tickling the flesh. I'm always cutting at the flesh. I can't help it. That's my ministry. That's what God called me to do. When I pray, when I fast, when I seek God for a message, God gives me messages just like I'm preaching here today. To cut away at the flesh. To cut away at this old man. To restrict this old man. To harness this old man. To pull this old man down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Deceivers are going to arise, and they're going to say, Hey, hey, we've found a new way. No, they haven't found a new way. This is still the only way. Go ahead and try if you want to. Amen. Go ahead and reach out there if you want to, but I'm going to tell you what, you're going to come back to it. If you don't go too far, you'll come back to it, and you'll realize, Hey, they knew exactly what they were talking about. Oh, the wisdom in God helping us today that we would not have to travel every trail and have to go down. I'm going to tell you something, young men. You hear me, young ladies. You listen to me today. If you want your life to be easy, you, you listen to your parents. Listen to, I know at 15 years old you think you know more than, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. I know when you get to 19 and 18 and through those years or times whenever, oh, you see so clear and you think you know so much and, and uh, 20 and on. But I'm going to tell you, a man that's just a few years above you can tell you some things. Oh, God, oh, God. I guess this is a little bit on the sad side, but to hear of late, seem like that as time goes on, I miss my dad even more. And I've thought the last few months, 
Lord, what I'd give just to sit down a day and just talk to him and just a little bit and talk over this church business and this building business and this new property and all these things. But, oh, I rejoice today that I listened as much as I did. And I want to tell you today, if you'll learn to do one thing in life, if you'll learn how to listen, you can save yourself of an awful lot of grief. And you can do a whole lot better. And you'll come at the end smelling a whole lot better and feeling a whole lot better about life. I'm glad of what I did listen. I'm glad of what I have learned from him. Here, the writer, the Apostle Paul, he said, he gave, he listed a number of things that I read to you today. Don't give no place for the devil. Don't steal and all these things. Don't let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Boy, that'd be something, wouldn't it? Let everything be done to edify that you can be a blessing. Whatever you get, use it to help somebody else. Boy, there's a lot of wisdom in all those words. And then he kind of sums the whole thing up in the 30th verse. And he said, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Don't grieve His Spirit. There are many symbols in the Bible and the ways that God had of illustrating things to us and different writers when they were inspired of the Holy Ghost. They, had, uh, they used symbols and different things uh, to illustrate to us, to get a message across to us. Things that were symbolic to, to us today would be symbolic to that that is real. And this, the Apostle Paul, he used this. He said, don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God. And then, as the writers of the New Testament repeatedly in Matthew, the third chapter and the 16th verse, they helped us to describe what this Holy Spirit, the Apostle Paul, was writing about. In the 16th verse of the third chapter of Matthew, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. They heard this voice. Notice what the Scripture has said. They saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. Then I'm going to just give you the other writers as they described it. The next book, of course, after Matthew is Mark, the first chapter and the tenth verse. And straightway coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens open and the Spirit like a dove descending upon him. And then Luke, the third chapter and the twenty-first verse. And when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized and praying. The heaven was open. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a, a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. And then again in John, John the first chapter and the 32nd verse, and John bare record saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it bowed upon him. It was, not, it was not actually a bird. You can see that from the Scripture. But what they seen when they tried to describe it, they said it, is like, it was like a dove that descended out of heaven and it came down. They were something they were seeing. Uh, for, of course, a dove is a very beautiful bird, but a very, the color of the outside of, 
of the, of the dove was, is, has a very dull color to it. It's a very uh, bird that's easy frightened. It has a mournful sound to it. This was all describing the Spirit and the presence of God that they seen, this, they seen something descend out of heaven and come down and touch Jesus. And the writers described it to us, and I think it is certainly worth our time today to stop and to look at it and consider these things. I'm going to tell you about the presence of God. You may think that it can be done any way you want to do and live any lifestyle you want to live. But I'm going to tell you, you'll scare the dove off out of your life living anyway. What God is looking for is a haven right in the heart of every person, a place of protection for that Holy Spirit of God. Many times people do not understand, especially people uh, maybe starting out, why is it that I feel so distant from God? I'm going to tell you something. After you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, He will walk with you and He will talk with you. But you've got to be careful how you talk and you've got to be careful how you walk. Because you're carrying a dove with you. And you can't live just any old way. And I'm going to tell you, you may think, well, this, you know, I, I don't place much value on it. I'm going to tell you, once you're touched by the presence of God, it's worth protecting and being very, very careful with. Careful, careful, careful with. That's the reason in this church I've taught you uh, several times a series of lessons on prayer. And what, is, what I talk to you about, first of all, having an attitude of prayer. That is your concern. You have just a concern in your heart. Is God pleased with me? Is He pleased with the way I'm dressing? Is He pleased with the way I'm talking? Somebody said, can you find all this in Scripture? Yes, I can. I can find it all right in the Bible. But I'm going to tell you, there's a sixth sense that is in every one of us in this building after you get the baptism of the Holy Ghost uh, that you want to walk different. Uh, you want to look different. Uh, you want to talk different. Uh, you don't want to be the same man that you was before. I'm going to tell you what that was. Uh, that was... That is given to you by Almighty God. That is part of the miracle of the baptism of the Holy Ghost that happened in your heart and in your life. And you just want to be careful what you do. And I'm going to tell you, there is where the secret is in walking with God. That's the reason I taught you. First of all, have an attitude of prayer. An attitude of prayer is this. Lord, I'm concerned about what you think about me. I'm concerned about what, how I live, how I think, how I walk. We know this, that uh, our thoughts become, it, it's, our meditation is the fertilization of any kind of seed that we put in it. If you put the wrong seed in your mind, it's going to be fertilized and it's going to bear fruit and it's going to come forth in time. Whatever you meditate upon will be fertilized and it will germinate. And I'm going to tell you that's the reason today you need to put the right things in your mind. That's the reason you need to hold the right mental pictures in your mind. That's the reason you need to flee evil. That's the reason the, the apostle... Apostle Paul said, don't let no evil communication come out of your mouth. It's because there's a dove in you that you need to protect and you need to take care of. And you can't talk just any way. 
Jesus Christ Himself. He said it's not what goes in a man that defiles a man. Jesus knew that we couldn't walk around in a, in a glass cover uh, around us uh, and, and isolate ourselves from the world. He knew that you were going to hear swearing and cursing and nasty jokes and filthy talk. He knew all those things uh, is going to go in you. And he said, it's not what goes in a man that defiles a man. It's what goes in a man and comes back out that defiles you. It's what you hear and you repeat that makes you guilty, my friend. I thank God today that we can let it go in one ear and let it go on out the other and we can keep walking with God. So an old illustration that was given many years ago. You can't stop the blackbirds from flying over your head, but there's one thing you can do. You can say, oh blackbird, you're not going to build a nest in my hair. And everybody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Oh, I've got something delicate in me today. I've got something precious in me today. He gave it to me when I got this baptism of the Holy Ghost. He gave me something glorious. It was just as glorious in our life as it was the day that the the, the bird or something that looked like a dove came down out of heaven and touched Jesus Christ. That same glorious experience touches every man and every woman that ever receives the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Listen as the great Solomon, with all of his wisdom, describes this spirit and this dove in Song of Solomon, the second chapter. He said, The voice of my beloved, behold, he cometh leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. My beloved, he is like a roe or a young heart. Behold, he standeth. Behind our wall, he looketh forth at the windows, showing himself through the lattice. Oh, listen to the descriptive terms, the way he described this. My beloved, he's like a he's like a deer. Behold, he standeth behind our wall. He looketh forth at the windows. He shows himself through the lattice. He screamed. Somebody said, I'm afraid I'm going to get this and you can't lose it. Hun, don't worry about that. Somebody said, I'm afraid this is going to jump off on me. This Holy Ghost, you don't have to worry about that. For this Holy Ghost ever jumps off on you, friend, you're going to want to. You're going to have to want it. Oh, you're going to have to say, come in, dove. Come on. Touch my life. Because when the writer was describing, he said, it's like a deer. Shy. He said it's, it, it's behind our wall. It looketh forth at the windows. It shows itself through the lattice. I'm going to tell you what. When, when, what, what did the disciples say when they were walking with Jesus? They said, Jesus, why is it that you speak to the multitudes and the Pharisees and you speak to them uh, in parables? But to us, you reveal your word. You tell us. I'm going to tell you, friend, if you're on the wrong side of this, everything I say is just another brick against you. It's just another block against you. It just darkens you a little more. But if you're living on the other side, and you can understand and you can see everything you hear preached under the unction of the Holy Ghost, you know all it does? It just turns on another light. His, his form gets a little more clear. 
you see him a little better than you've seen him the last time you was at church. He becomes just a little more real to you. He becomes just a little more precious to you because you see him more clearly than you did the last time. Oh, what do you say? If you want to find me, what you're going to have to do? You will have to seek after me. Friend, I'm going to tell you, you're not going to... That's the reason we get to go to the prayer room. That's the reason we have daily prayer. Why? Because we're trying to find Him whom our soul loves. I want to see Him. I want to see Him just a little more clear than I've seen Him before. And the Apostle Paul said, if you want to see Him, you watch what comes out of your mouth. And don't you grieve that Holy Spirit. Because it'll take flight on you. And then here comes Solomon and he explains it to us and he says he, he was standing looking through the lattice. What happened whenever Moses went to the Pharaoh, the king? Did Pharaoh understand? No, he didn't understand. He didn't understand nothing was going on. I mean, he had the frogs, the locusts, and all the other things, and his eyes were still blinded. Everything that happened just blinded his eyes a little more and a little more. You know why? Because they weren't willing to seek after God with all of their heart. Either this thing will blind you or this thing will open your heart. The message you shout over, the message that sets you free, is the same message that binds other people. The message that you can't hardly stay on the pews because you feel such an unction and those doodads running up and down your back and feel such glory in your soul. Amen. And such a desire to walk with Him. Man, I've heard preaching to the Lord. There's something burning in my heart. So I'll be glad when this gets over. I'll be glad when I have my dinner uh, this afternoon and get through eating. Why? I want to get back and find the one that my soul loves. I want to walk with Him a little bit. I want to drink from His fountain. I want to feel His anointing. Oh, I want to tell you, He's a delicate bird. He's not just any kind of bird. He's not a black bird. He's not a buzzard. But I want to tell you, what he is, he's a dove. He's frightened easily. He will flee quickly. You've got to make it a bold for him, my friend. You've got to push everything out and say, come in and touch me. You know what people want? They want to try to mix it. But you can't mix it. Because he just flies off. And he's gone. The tenth verse, my beloved spake and said unto me, Rise up, my love. Listen to the beautiful. You'll hear his voice. He'll speak to you 
early in the mornings, through the day. Here he's speaking, rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. Oh, rise up. I wonder if there's anybody here today that can hear the call of God. Rise up, my love. Everybody say, rise up. Everybody say, my love. Everybody say, my fair one. Everybody say, come away. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up, my love. He loves you today, my friend. Rise up, my love. My fair one. What does he say? Come out from the world. Come away. Sister Carly sings a song. I'm called out. Called out. Called out of sin. What did Jesus say to his disciples when he found them, when he found those men that were fishing? Not the lawyers and the doctors, just the, the hard-working men. What did, he, what did he say to them? Follow me. I'll make you fishermen of men. Follow me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to tell you something. I'm glad when that divine voice began to ring out in my ears. Follow me. Come away. Come away. Come away from what? Come away from the world. Come away from sin. Come away from loving Hank Williams. Hallelujah. Come away. Divorce all the other loves. Oh, Jesus, help me, Holy Ghost. Divorce all the other loves. Divorce every love that's not lacking. Get out of here. I'm not going to love nothing else. I'm going to love him. I'm going to love him in the morning. I'm going to love him at noon. I'm going to love him in the evening. I'm going to love him daily. I'm going to walk with him hand in hand. Come away. My dove is not going to be a football. My dove is not going to be a basketball. My dove is not going to be some hit star, some actor, some ungodly person that has lived a life of sin. That has no, no, no way in the world of setting forth an example. No, they're not going to be my love. He's going to be my love. His voice, I feel it in the Holy Ghost today. His voice is calling. You know what it, it's saying even today? Rise up. Get up out of that pew. Get up out of that pew. My love, my fair one, and come away. Walk with me and talk with me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody love him right now together. Feel the Holy Ghost moving in this place right now. This may be as far as this message needs to go today. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you the greatest thing that ever happened in your life is the day that you hear the voice of God ringing out and crying out, My love, my fair one, rise up, come away and go with me. I've got better things for you. In my house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I have prepared a place for you. If I go, you're going to come. I want to go to those matchings. I want to walk with Him. I want to drink from that fountain. I want to enjoy His blessings. Oh, why would anybody give up this glorious, wonderful dove of the Holy Ghost for some rock singer? It's all they've done is 
draw people down and make made dope addicts out of them. Hallelujah. Everybody give the Lord a hand clap. Yes, sir. Amen. Everybody say he's preaching the truth. Everybody say he's telling it like it is. Oh, the 11th verse. And lo, he said, the winter is past. The rain is over and gone. This, you know what this is? This depicts a beautiful picture here today of somebody that has come to God. The winter is past. The sinful life is over. The rain is over. And it's gone. The winter's gone. The winter's gone. Hallelujah. I remember when I was depressed. I remember when it was darkness. Remember when it was troubled weather in my life. The winter, though, the winter is past. The rain is over. And then he said, and gone. Gone. The devil can't get back because he's gone. I've been sealed by the Holy Ghost. The devil can't get me. He said, don't grieve the Spirit of God where you have been sealed. Sealed up is what happened to me. The devil can't do nothing to me. The only thing that happened to me is what I do to myself. If I walk with him hand in hand, the devil, he doesn't have no place at all in my life. All he can do is like a yipping dog behind a fence, just bark and growl and carry on and snort and kick and fuss and scratch. And he can't do a thing in the world if I can stay sealed by the Holy Ghost. If I can keep this dove that is in me protected, I'm going to tell you everything in the world wants to kill your dove. It's reaching for it. It wants to get it. It's desiring it. Everything in the world wants to pull you down. You know what you've got to be? You've got to be a protector. You've got to stomp your big foot and say, Devil, you're a liar. I'm not going to let the little side of me. I'm not going to let the fleshly part of me. I'm not going to let the lust of the flesh. I'm not going to let a few fun things in this world beset me. Listen to the wisdom of Moses when he said the choice that he made, choosing the people of God and to suffer the afflictions with the people of God, than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. I'm glad I made the choice one day. I'm going to tell you, a Christian life, the devil sometimes all he paints to people is the little bit of a yoke that there is to a Christian life. And that yoke gets so big in their minds that they, oh, and they forget the winner that they were with the devil. They forget all the things the devil has done to them. Whenever Jeremiah, he told us what to say. When somebody says, what is the burden of the Lord? You're supposed to hold your head up high and smile real big. Amen. And look right back at them when they say, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. Hey, I want to tell you, honey, I'm smoking all I want to smoke. I'm drinking all I want to drink. I'm listening to all the hellhole music I want to listen to. I'm going all to all the ungodly places I want to go. You hear me, Mr. Devil? I'm not a Pharisee. But he put it in my heart that I want to live for God. Woo!
Hallelujah. You know what my dove does for me? It gets me out of bed early in the morning and I get to searching. Oh, where is the one that my soul loves? Where is the one that my soul loves? Let me find him again today and let me walk with him and let him walk, touch my life and anoint my soul and let me feel that unction and that glory of the Holy Ghost. We're not denying today that there's not some funds and some thrills in this world. But you hear me tell you today that when the fun and the thrill is over, you're going to have to eat the bitter fruit of sin. And it will be so bitter. It will be a yoke unto you that you cannot bear. It will be such a yoke to you that you will stumble under it many times. And you will fall to your face many times. Because it will be such a heavy load on you. My God, friend, get rid of the devil's yoke and say, Lord, let me have your yoke today. That little bit of prayer meeting he's talking about. That little bit of a push in the back of plate. Uh, once in a while that he's preaching about. Uh, that holiness living that he's preaching about. I see some of y'all sitting and listening to me today. You need to be responding to the Holy Ghost. I sat the other night down that side and watched up and down that side where I was sitting. And I said, oh Lord, this is not good. Men cannot sit on these pews and let the Spirit and the anointing of the Holy Ghost just... Over their head and never reach out and grab nothing and touch nothing. Friend, I'm going to tell you, there is no honor, there is no glory of being cold and brass, brassy at the Spirit and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you, whatever one of us need is a good old Holy Ghost shaking and quaking and moving under the power and the glory of the anointing of the Holy Ghost moving upon us. If you ever get hooked on Jesus, I said if you ever get hooked on Jesus, if you ever get it just right, I am persuaded to believe that some people have never gotten it just right. If you ever connect up just like you need to be connected up. If you ever plug in just like you need to get plugged in. If you ever feel it just like you need to feel it. You know what's going to happen to you? You're going to be a spiritual alcoholic. You're going to say, can I have another drink? Give me another drink. I believe I'll take another blessing. I believe I'll take another Holy Ghost renewing. I believe I'll feel it again. I believe I'd like to have that again in my life. I believe I'd like to have His glory touch me again. I'm going to tell you why the glory is moving is the time to reach for God. Where is? I'm looking for him today. Where is those people that say, if I can't read it in the Bible, I ain't going to believe it? Where are you at today, hon? Where are you at today? You don't know anything about God. You've lost all direction that any man could ever have. I'm going to tell you there's a lot of things you're not going to read in the Bible. But I'm going to tell you they're just as wrong as wrong can be. Why don't you worry, say God. Let me have that Holy Ghost touch and anointing of God in my life. Let me tell you something. I've started preaching something that I'm going to be on 
I'm not talking about just this message, but I'm going to be dealing with this spirit. Brother Riley, I see a storm coming. And I'll tell you what storm it is. It's a storm of this charismatic, slimy, slippery, do any old way. Go to the bar on Saturday night and dance and drink and carry on. Come on Sunday morning. Woo, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Woo! Don't you feel the spirit? Yeah, feel the devil. Feel the demon powers of hell. Brother, I'm going to tell you, this is straighten your step up. This is straighten your walk up. This will make a new creature out of you. Where is the scripture said the old things have passed away? And behold, all things have become what new? Woo! Everybody shout for truth. Everybody shout to the Lord today. Come on, I'm not here to offend nobody. I'm here to save everybody. Come on and rejoice at the truth today. Come on and give God praise today. That lying spirit, I feel it in my Holy Ghost. It's been sitting on the shoulders of good people. Good people. Godly people. And lying to them. And telling them that's A.O. Holmes' doctrine. That's Joel Holmes' doctrine. I'm here to tell you it's not A.O. Holmes' doctrine. It's not Joel Holmes' doctrine. I'm here to tell you what, my friend, is the doctrine of the Bible. Men are losing their direction. Men are losing their direction. They don't know which ends up. They don't know where to turn. There's preachers today that don't know what to do. They're in trouble. They're confused. They're shaken in this hour we're living in. And I'm going to tell you, the winds of false doctrine is going to get greater and greater and greater and greater. Somebody said, just remain standing. Come to the organ. Somebody said, what is the difference? What, what does two inches difference make? Not a bit. Somebody said, you mean you'd go to hell for that? No, that's not the issue. That's not the issue. You th- somebody go to hell for wearing whatever? No, that's not the issue. The issue is what is in your heart. Don't lose sight of the heart. And I'm going to tell you something. If it ruffles your spirit to be preached to, and for us to set a criteria in this church and have standards in this church, there's something wrong with your heart. Because God called me to be a pastor. I want you to hear this good, so I'll let you get through here. And he said plainly in his word, he said, Obey them that have the rule over you. What for? Because they watch for your soul, and they're going to have to give an account for you, and that it will, they will not have to do it with grief. But they can walk up to the throne of God and say, I want to tell you something, Lord. That's a good one. Now, plainly in his word, he said, Obey them that have the rule over you. What for? Because they watch for your soul, and they're going to have to give an account for you, and that it will, they will not have to do it with grief. But they can walk up to the throne of God and say, I want to tell you something, Lord. That's a good one. Now, that one lived the life. That one obeyed the truth. That one had it in their heart. There's people that believe they can stay home and read their Bible. 
There's people who believe that they do not have to have a pastor. Who's going to stand and give an account for you if you don't have to have a pastor? When you get there, who's going to... He said judgment is going to be like that. You're going to stand before Him and somebody's going to have to give an account for you. If a pastor's not important in your life, who's going to fulfill that place? I'm going to tell you something. You don't need to do honor and glory to me as far as the flesh. But I'm going to tell you, the office that I represent is a very, very high office. The office that I represent is a very high office. And you just remember it. Because you're going to have to give an account before God. And somebody's going to have to stand by your side. And they're going to have to do it with either joy or with grief. I'm sorry. There would be no hypocrisy on that day. I want to be saved, don't you? Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Rise up, my love. My fair one. Come away. For lo, the winter is past. The rain is over. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't know if this is prediction for this morning or not. Notice the flowers appear on the earth. The time of the singing of the birds is come. The flowers are appearing, the birds are singing, and the voice of the turtle is heard in our land. Turtle, quietness and peace, the peace of God. The fig tree putteth forth her green figs and the vines with the tender grapes. Give a good smell. Arise, my love, my fair one, and do what? Come away. The winter's over. The flowers are appearing. The birds are singing. There's peace and quietness in the land. Figs are putting on his fruit. The vines have tender grapes. Ah, and the air even smells different today. Whoo, I'm going to tell you, if he is not depicting the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you tell me what he's talking about. The winter is over. Brother Clifton, it'll never be winter again. It'll never have to be winter again in your life. The winter is over. The flowers are appearing now for the first time I'm seeing the flowers. For the first time I'm hearing the birds sing. For the first time there's peace in the land. For the first time. The figs, they're putting forth their fruit. God's blessing me. The blessings of God. The tender grapes are coming forth. And there is even a good smell. Mmm, I smell something I love. I'm going to tell you, friend, in the presence of King Jehovah, I'm going to tell you everything about man is refreshed and renewed. Hallelujah. He feels different. He walks different. He has, he has a different way of looking at things. The whole world looks different. And the smell of the air. Hallelujah. It even smells different. Thank you, Jesus. My dove that are in the clef, clefts of the rock, in the secret places of the stairs. Where, where is the dove at? He's in the cleft of the rocks. He's in the secret places of the stairs. You think you can find him anywhere? No, you can't just find him anywhere. He's in the clefts of the rock. 
Somebody said, when I go to pray, Brother Holmes, I struggle. Why do I struggle? You know what you're trying to do? You're trying to find that dove. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes when you, you're having trouble finding it, well, let me, let me just go on here. He, he, t- he deals with that too. In the clefts of the rock, in the secret places of the stair, let me see thy countenance. Let me hear thy voice. For sweet is thy voice, and thy countenance is comely. Take us the foxes, now he deals with it, the little foxes that spoil the vines. For our vines have tender grapes. How many has ever heard about the little foxes that have spoiled the vines? Since you as a child, it's the little foxes. He said the little foxes. When you're reaching for God and you're trying to find that dove that it can touch you, well, you just, you just remember that you have engaged in a red-hot war that's greater than Vietnam or any war that has ever been fought. Because the devil don't want you to pass through that barrier. But I have found this. Now I'm preaching to you personal experience. I found this. The closer I live to him, the easier I get to him. The more I watch my tongue and I'm careful what I say. The more I watch my mind and I'm careful what I think on it. When I have an ugly thought, I say, devil, you get out of my mind. You have no biting place. Because if you stay there long enough, devil, you're going to scare that bird out of me. You're going to scare that clean and that Holy Spirit right out of the bosom of my soul. And it's there to stay. And I have learned. I'm telling you what I have experienced. I've experienced this. The careful, more careful I am in the way I talk and what I look at and where I walk, the more careful I am watching about carnal conversation, watching about what my eyes behold. My wife and I was talking the other day, and I said, Oh, honey, I'm so glad. I'm so thankful. I owe this one to my mother. I owe this one to my daddy. I'm so glad that there's been, there's things that I have never seen. Come here, honey. I'm glad that I've never been to the X-ray. Come on up here. You may need to preach a little bit. I'm about to get tired and wear out. I'm here to tell you. Man, we were just talking the other day. I said, honey, I'm so thankful. She had the similar background that I had. Raised in a Pentecostal home. You know I had nothing to do with that. That was the goodness and the mercy of God. And you that did not have that, don't feel bad. But I'm just rejoicing in what blessings that there have been in my life. I said, I'm so glad. Aren't you thankful, honey? There's been movies we've never seen. I don't guess I've ever have. X-rated, never seen it. I'm so glad of today, and I rejoice about the things I never have seen. But even if you have seen them, I want to tell you there's so much power in the blood of Jesus Christ. It can wash your mind just as clean as my mind is today. (laughs) And you can have that glorious, miraculous power of God. (laughs) I tell you today, I'm thankful. You hear me, young people, when you're 16 years old and your mother's saying, don't go there, daughter, don't go there, son. 
and your flesh is crying out and you're wondering what's behind those walls and you're wondering what are they seeing and wondering what is in those books. I was in the airport the other day and just went up to buy Newsweekly and over somebody's shoulder accidentally just a glimpse of an ungodly looking book and I walked away feeling guilty that I'd done something wrong. Nasty inside. And I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know what I rejoice about today? It's not in my heart. And if it's not in your heart, I want to tell you what you better do. You better build a wall around that. And you better rejoice. And you better say, thank you, Jesus. I don't want it in my heart. Because I want to tell you when that desire gets great enough, it'll overpower you and you won't be able to stop. You'll grab the nasty book and you'll go to the X-rated and you'll go to the depths of sin. Why don't you young people just take it from a preacher today that it burns, it stings, it's horrible, it's awful, it's guilty, it's, it's in the mire, it's in the pits of sin. You have to stoop to see all that ungodly stuff. And the sad part about it, you may never get back to God. You may never get back. You may never find your dove again. It may never come back to you again. I want to be a protector today. And I'm telling you today, I owe that one to my daddy. I owe that one to my mother. Because if they hadn't been there, if God's good spirit been there, God only knows where I'd be at today. I had ever pull in me that's in the worst person in this city. But through their good judgment, no, son, no, no, you can't do that. They saved me so many heartaches. And then the Spirit of God dealing with me and good preachers, my daddy preaching and other preachers preaching. They saved me so much. And I feel so indebted to the Spirit of God and great men of God. It's the little foxes. When you look for your dove and you cannot find your dove, go to search in your heart and try to find where those little foxes that are spoiling the vine. And then you put all them out of your life. I've watched men and I've longed for it. And I'm still working on it today. But I've watched great men of God. It just seemed like for the time their knees would touch the floor. Anointing would come upon them and they'd start agonizing in the spirit. <laughs> and I knew what they were feeling. They were feeling that dove that I preached about today. <laughs> Amen. Don't run off. I don't want to lose it today. Reach over and take somebody with a hand. Come here, honey. Take somebody with a hand. Let's pray together. You may want to go out and rediscover the wheel and start all over and see if all this stuff is sin. Or you can just have a heart that wants to listen today and say, Yes, Brother Holmes, I believe you. I'm not going to touch it. And enjoy the rich blessings of the Lord. Oh, God. Shadabu Koshadabakasha.
<laughs> I hear an amazing thing happening in this building today. Can you hear his voice? Rise up. Rise up, my love, my fair one. Come away. Come away. Come away. Come away. Come away, my fair one. Come away, my love. He loves you today. I wonder who wants to pray here today. I can't I can't dismiss this service. If you've got to go, you, you go ahead and get your chicken and your roast beef. Amen. I feel something moving in the spirit that I just can't do it like that. Amen. Come standing around this front. If, if you feel God, don't come unless you feel God drawing and tugging at your heart. I want you to come and stand around this front. Oh, you feel perfectly free to go home this morning. If you've got to go, you don't, don't hesitate when you come to the exit. But if you feel God dealing with you, make your way to this front. Say, come on, dove, and touch my life. Touch me. Don't escape me. Do you hear him calling today? Come away, my love. Come away, my fair one. Come away. Come away.